Hello and welcome to the Ebby Online Podcast. Today I am joined by the Astrology Vixen. Let's get into it. Hey. <laughs> Hello and can you tell us a bit about yourself, what you do, how mm. you got into astrology? I just want to jump in with you. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. So yeah, hi guys. I am Sade, the Astrology Vixen. Um, and I've been studying astrology for like seven, possibly eight years now. Um, and I've only started offering chart readings about two to three years ago. Cause you know, I've always wanted to be someone who has integrity within my craft and whatever I put my energy into. And all those years of astrology gave me a real solid foundation, you know, and what I love about astrology is just the fact that it makes us understand ourselves in a more holistic way. But I would call myself a shadow worker astrologer. And Ebby, have you heard of that term? I know what shadow work is. Is it to do with like you're, you're looking in yourself to like heal certain things and you're learning the darker aspects of yourself in order to kind of transcend into the light? Is that Basically, correct? yes. That's a, such a really good understanding. Yeah. And um, it's really just about integrating all parts of ourselves, the parts that we fear, the parts that we find awkward about ourselves, the parts that we may not like, but understanding that's just the makeup of who we are and it's about self-acceptance basically. And yeah, I call myself a shadow worker astrologer because I highlight areas of growth that we may have felt disconnected from parts of ourselves from. Um, for example, some people wouldn't see themselves as um, natural leaders, but you are, but there's just fear there that is basically kind of not making you really embrace that aspect. But once we get through the layers and cut through them, the energy is going to absolutely bulldoze through like a cannon. So what was I going to say? Um, how has astrology changed your life? What age did you get into it? How did you find out about it? Did, did someone introduce you or did you stumble across it on your own? Yeah, so let's go all the way back. You're taking me all the way back. So when I was around like six, five years old, my gran always wanted me to read like, you know, the Sun newspaper and they've got Mystic Meg on it, right? They still have So it, I think they do. I think they do. But um, back in, that's back in the day. So that's like, over 20 years ago but she always used to make me want to read her you know her star signs yeah. what does the stars have in in um store for her so she was my first like foundation of like understanding astrology on a very basic level like there's the sun sign and then um joining twitter around like 2010 11 that is really when astrology started to really pop up on the platform not as how it is now like it was just a very small community and by interacting with people in the community I then found out that oh my gosh we have so much more than our sun sign we have the ascendant the moon the da 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 so yeah twitter was my first point of call and um it has grown hugely on twitter like but not everyone on twitter is like real with it I had this conversation with honey last week um there are a lot you have to decipher who's not like a charlatan but who's well read and who's well versed and it's about who you connect with at like as a reader or someone that's sharing like astrological information obviously I do connect with you I mean our chat last week I couldn't stop <laughs> I could not it was just amazing honestly like it's so good like connecting with someone who understands astrology because astrology is like symbolism it's about archetypes it's a whole language you know <laughs> so, um, Mars yeah. is going into my 11th house in Taurus and I'm like I've literally just found my tribe like oh, I've been talking to so many members of the astrology community who I've like followed for years and I've been reaching out to them and like making this podcast and connecting yeah. and it's been so good because nobody like you said it's a language nobody else really that I know can interpret or speak this language they don't really understand mm, it's beautiful and like it's literally like we are walking on like a different reality almost when we understand the influence of what astrology has on our reality. It automatically makes us think outside of the box. 
outside of this matrix because one of my favorite films is the matrix um so yeah very fascinating very aquarius of you very aquarius i know moon and aquarius me (laughs) do you love like animals then and i don't want to say a social justice warrior but are you into activism like Mm, yeah i think I've always understood that the world is imbalanced and it's imbalanced for some particular reasons, you know, where power lies and who with and who gets to wield it. Um, But also what can we do on a very individual basis on changing the world in very small ways? Because it starts with us, you know, Um, you know, Michael Jackson's song, is it Man in the Mirror? It really is uh, a man man in the mirror type of, life you know taking that personal responsibility I think is what Aquarius energy is all about that individual power so yeah that's my moon in Aquarius working (laughs) all right let me see I want to ask you about your Lilith book how you got into researching it how long Mm -hmm. it took you can we can you tell us a bit more about the archetype of Lilith because everybody has the Lilith asteroid in their chart. Some people listening will know Lilith from the Bible or from, yeah. from is it the Jewish religion as well, where Lilith is yeah. like, yes. Yeah, Hebrew mythology as well is very, very fascinating. So yeah, how, yeah, so how did my book come to pass? Well, I have a lot of Lilith in my chart. So Lilith is conjunct my Venus and conjunct my sun in the first house. Um, in Aries so that fire energy that warrior energy is always been very sharp with me um, but essentially I am an archetype of Lilith like my the women in my family they're very strong matriarchs matriarchs who very much lived life on their own terms and they've literally instilled that from me since I was a child so Lilith's story is basically about sovereignty it's about Lilith really just being a co-creator of her life so the story goes in the garden of Eden Lilith was actually Adam's first wife not Eve you know and Lilith was made from the mud just like Adam was so she had equal sovereignty and equal rights as Adam but because Lilith wasn't going to lay down under Adam during sexy time Lilith basically cooked up a fuss <laughs> she kicked up so fast and she was not on it she was like no nah, like this is not happening Adam wanted her to be on top of him but it's like no I'm gonna be no I'm sorry Adam wanted Lilith to be underneath him um so what happened was Lilith left the garden of Eden slash got kicked out and basically there's different lines of her mythology but a part of her mythology is that she spawned loads of demon babies but I think what's really important to understand is that's so funny. So basically the Nephilim, basically the Nephilim. Right. Did she have sex with some fallen angels and create like mermaids or, or, or something? That's where all of those, like the center, what's it called? Senator center? Yeah. 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 The demons basically. And what I think is really fascinating about her story is that Lilith did her own thing and she had sovereignty. She said, okay, I'm going to do my own thing, whether you accept me or not, that's okay. And I think that's a part of her story is understanding how much power we have and that the only voice we need to listen to is ourselves. So yeah, it's really powerful. Um, and how the book came about, it really was just like a channel. Like I just felt like really telling her tale and how we all have Lilith in our charts and how the energies differ according to the sign that I sim. Um, but also I didn't put it in my book, but also if it's conjunct or if it's aspecting planets um, or points or angles within your birth chart as well, that's extra fire and extra spice. But Lilith is also about raw sensuality. That's part of her tale. She's a very sensual, sensual being. What would someone with Lilith on the Ascendant be like? Because that's like a very prominent aspect. The Ascendant is how the world sees you. So So, do you have anyone with it? Celebrity examples or? um, I think, did Marilyn Monroe have that? I think she may have had that. She definitely had Lilith in the first house but Lilith in aspect to ascendant or in the first it definitely gives me that femme fatale energy 
right? Mm -hmm. That woman who is just very erotic, very sensual, but her boundaries are very strong and very sturdy. Um, and I love the film Femme Fatale Tale of just powerful women who only answer to themselves, basically. <laughs> um, I see Lilith as like a Jessica Rabbit as well. Oh, okay. Um, I, I feel that vibe. I feel that vibe. Yeah, there's many different characters of what Lilith, she's Marilyn Monroe, that's another one. Kim Kardashian. Um, I need another. to look after this to find out where Kim's Lilith is. I need to, I need Ooh, to be. Yes. You know what? And I also feel like um, Kim Kardashian, Cardi B gives me a lot of Lilith energy as well. Yeah. So powerful energy for sure. But it's about harnessing it in the right way, you know, so you don't feel overwhelmed um, and you also don't get taken advantage of. Are there negative sides to Lilith in someone's chart that could make them, I don't want to say act up, but let's just say move mad. I like that. Move mad. <laughs> I would say, I would genuinely say Lilith acting up would be someone who's scared of their own power, their own innate power. So they give their power away. So that victim mentality mm. can be a very shadow quality of Lilith. Um, also Liliths who basically don't embrace their truer nature. Because Lilith is a very pure energy, as in, you know, Lilith was naked. She was a naked woman. And she embraced all parts of herself, all her natural elements of who she is. Um, so, yeah, I would say the victim mentality, though, is like the strongest shadow point of Lilith. Mm, I'm trying to think, you know, my chart, Lilith is in my 11th house in Gemini. So... Mm -hmm. When I've listened to descriptions over the years, people are like, that means you're like rebellious in, um, is it like community or? Mm -hmm. Tribe. Tribe, group settings, could be online as well. Do you see what Level I mean? Up. Yeah, technology. And with Gemini there, I think of communication. So crazy bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would also say cool girl as well. I feel like Liz and Gemini, you have a slick tongue in terms of like putting words together. That's it. I've got a slick mouth. I always say that yeah. about myself. I can't believe you actually just said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said that. Liz and Gemini is slick. <laughs> I would also say you probably have like a hidden talent when it comes to writing erotica as well. You never know. I've never tried that. Yeah. Do you know what? Tried. I feel like the the moon Aquarius in you is just saying things to shock me right now. You see how my eyes are popping out my head. <laughs> I've never tried writing like fan fiction or like Fifty Shades of Grey oh, fantasy, mm. fantasy um, type of stuff. I'm very interested in talking about sex though. I love doing it. I don't know why. It's just a bit like... That is Lilith and Gemini though. It's that risk. You could take the risque type of conversations and run how with does it. your Lilith make you? feel well feel behave yeah I think just very um powerful in terms of like I know who I am and I know what I'm not and therefore no one can project onto me because like I know what is your stuff and what is mine um because Lilith and Aries in the first house it's really important that I'm someone who's quite self-aware of even who I am um on top of that, I would definitely say I take risks as well here and there because it's fun and like we only live once. I can live on the fast lane at times. Very private though, but then that, I have a lot of Pisces energy in my chart, a lot of 12th house, so that that influences it. But um, yeah, and like also- very like to sleep, yeah. yeah. Yes, oh my God, <laughs> it's just amazing. But with Lith and Aries in the first house as well, I feel like attracting people who are very in touch with their raw sensuality, not on a very superficial basis either. So I'm talking about like, you know, a slice of BDSM and, and all of these things. Okay. okay. I, neither, I neither claim, neither do I deny. So we'll leave it there. What? Do you know what? <laughs> you sound like a very freaky girl. 
I haven't. I have not claimed anything, babe. So please, I'm going to tell me, please. What are your favorite aspects to see in someone's chart as a reader that that stand out to you? What are your favorite aspects? And then I'm going to ask you what your favorite moon signs are, your favorite Venus signs, and you're just your favorite house placements. And then I'm going to ask you for your worst. So interesting okay I want to caveat and say this I don't have favorites because I'm a holistic astrologer what I there's definitely some placements that are fascinating though because I'm a moon in Aquarius so what I do find fascinating is people who have like Venus conjunct Uranus um in their charts um because that's very much being very free in terms of the way you relate to people, very free in the types of relationships that you have that may not be conventional as well. Um, so we're talking about polyamory, we're talking about open relationships, talking about all these different ways of relating and being. Um, definitely if Lilith aspects the personal planets, like you know the sun, the moon, even the ascendant angle. Or I have an X with Venus conjunct Lilith um mm. and he had mars in his eighth house but i didn't i don't think he came across as that like mm. i don't know interesting freaky or whatever his love nature was very stable and very like secure it's probably one of the best relationships i've had you know i was treated very very well i actually can't say anything bad about the guy but i just didn't get that like freaky energy from him it's different ways it manifests though like yeah. it can manifest in the things that he reads it can like there's so many different ways that energy can can come out of someone you know and it takes time as well because Lilith energy also like we tend to fear it because we're conditioned to kind of not even accept that central part of ourselves you're right um, so it takes healing work as well essentially uh, you're right, because when I first started looking into um, Lilith, you know, there's loads of stuff on YouTube about your sign, your house placement, what it means. I was like, I don't really connect with that. I haven't tapped into it. And as you said, it could be like a hidden talent somewhere or or something like that. So that is interesting. Yeah, because yeah, Lilith is the darker side of the moon. So the dark side of the moon is the subconscious, right? And the subconscious is always ticking, but it's just not conscious awareness. But it just takes that integration work and for us to be still um, and also experiment, experiment with life and all these sides of yourself are going to come out. What are yeah. some of your... Well, I don't... As an, I've spoken to astrologers before and they say they don't have best or worst... Uh, placements which I think it's really good to look at someone's chart and to be non-judgmental do you see it. what I mean I think that's but what's yeah. what's a hard placement let's say what's a hard placement that someone could have in their chart that you've seen that makes life a bit difficult mm, I would say you know someone could even say moon in Aquarius because the moon's natural placement is in cancer so you know when planets are in detriment we won't get it in, we won't get into the nitty-gritty of all these astrological terms today but the moon is best best quote-unquote placed in a sign like cancer because the moon rules the cancer so um so moon in Aquarius or moon in the air sign you could say is quite um challenging to work with at times because I could speak for myself being an Aquarius um sometimes we could be quite emotionally detached or repress certain emotions so we have to really ground ourselves so that we integrate our emotional and keep our emotional health at a certain optimum I do find though when I come across people with moon and Aquarius you guys are very open-minded and very non-judgmental, especially when it comes to learning about things um, that are a bit out of the box. Because when I first started getting into astrology, this, I was like 19, second year of uni, I was running around telling my housemates and one of like a lot of them had like Capricorn, Moon and Aquarius, like vibes going on. And I told them and they were knocking on my door every night, like, oh my God, this is me. Like they were getting into it themselves. Like they were reading into it. They will never ever be like, nah, they'll, try and understand it they'll listen and they're like attracted to the weird and wonderful in life which yeah. I like I love that and yeah it's important that 
you know, if you especially have like a lot of air signs maybe in your chart, that you're around, you're around people who are open to learning new school of thoughts. Um, and I think, you know, I love when you first introduce someone to astrology, they're just like, oh my God, it's like an earth shattering moment where they're just like, what? Like, how does this exist? You know? Um, and I think people like you and, and I are like here to kind of be the bearer of wisdom and introduce people to this and they could find their own way. After. How do people usually come across you for a reading? Is it referral from friends? Because I'm not going to drop any names, but you do do celebrity charts. I'm just saying. So <laughs> how do people come across you? Um, yeah, you said it. Referrals um, and on Instagram. But most of my um, readings come from referrals. You know, I think because this work is so personal, mm. I think a lot of people want to understand that are the, or is this person trustworthy you know to give me an accurate portrayal of my chart because as you said you know with astrology like booming it's not an art you can learn overnight it takes years it's a, a craft of decades I would say it's also yeah. about the, the thing that I found most, most interesting is you need to have like life experience from it. You need to study people around you as well, yeah. because there's certain things an astrology book or an astrology teacher are not going to tell you. I've noticed certain things with, I would say, especially signs like Gemini, Sagittarius, Capricorn. I feel like those signs, and Aquarius as well, those signs are most likely to date outside of their race, I've found. Um, mm. I've looked into chart placements. Obviously, I'm, I'm Black myself, but it's these signs that usually, although Pisces as well, Pisces as well, yeah. Pisces is completely boundaryless, so they will accept anything and anyone. I am a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's like certain things you have to like, live to experience and follow patterns in people's charts I, I feel kind of just out there and study I usually study my housemates oh yes you've literally hit the nail on the head like astrology is a grounded practice it's not just about logical mind or thought it's literally about like integrating it into the real world um and that's why it's so powerful and just like how you have like Myers Briggs you know like all of these like different personality what's your mind um INFP are you that's I what like you. I've seen people with INFP a lot you know yeah. um I'm in you... EN... oh no you guess you guess you guess no, I was gonna say ENFP ENFJ oh interesting apparently mostly men have that you know oh do they yeah I would thought it would be ENTJ would be most men. Oh, ENTJ, the protagonist, which I'm quite surprised about. It's like the, I, I think it's like somebody that I do love to raise other people up. I'm very much involved in other people. Okay. I'm not there to communicate or talk to anyone. I feel very <laughs> passionate about people. I don't know. I, it's a weird one. I took, I took the test like five times over the past like six seven years and I've always got the same the same, the same. yeah and astrology is like similar to that but definitely not that like it's it's much more multi-layered and so many different uses of astrology as well um but yeah it's a powerful tool it's just about learning it in slowly learning it slowly and digesting it slowly and, and you uh, offer synastry chart readings which is compatibility and comp do you offer, offer composite for people that are not in a relationship already or do you only offer composite charts for people that are already together because I know that people say the composite only works if you're already in a like a agreement partnership. so yeah. I don't actually offer composite I offer birth chart readings synastry um solar return which is a yearly transit predictive reading and a couple others Lilith readings as well but um yeah I don't do composite um I just I'm not drawn to it so you know when you're just like I don't want to mm. have to do everything like I pick and choose what I want to do kind of thing but composite charts are definitely interesting they scare me yeah <laughs> there's a lot you could see with them for sure yeah. I'm still learning how to read those. I need to look at it as it's a birth chart. Do you see what I mean? Because as I know midpoints of two coming together. But yeah. when I have looked at um, X's and my composite charts, mm -hmm. 
And you know, they say like hard satin squares with Uranus or sun, the relationship is not gonna last. I forgot what astrologer said that. What is her name? She's like a ginger woman on, on, on YouTube. She's amazing. Jewel Mayberry. I love oh, her. Jewel. I love She's her. Great. She's so good. I've really? learned so much from her videos. Yeah, but the thing is like, even with like different charts, like just because a chart can quote unquote look bad, doesn't mean it's gonna work. Cause I've seen, you know, every astrologer can see someone been together for like 20 years and their charts don't look, you know, yeah. astrologically perfect. So there's boundaries to astrology as well. You know, not everything is subjective. This is a subjective art, not objective. Where is your Venus? Sorry, I'm just interested. Um, Taurus in my first. Oh, lovely. Mm. You're one of luxury, aren't you? Bougie babe. <laughs> I like quality. I like pleasure. You know, I've got I like Venus as well. My mum has Venus yeah. in Taurus. I've got Venus in Capricorn. I'm a gold digger. No, I'm joking. <laughs> It is known uh, as that though. It is known as the gold digger placement. So it, uh, yeah, we spoke about that. That's so hilarious. But Capricorn is about standards and it's quality over quantity. Always. Always. We like old men. That's what we like. You like to be provided for. <laughs> it's about um, I wouldn't say it's material love, but I need to feel 100 percent sure. secure. Um in every aspect of the relationship. So you need to invest, whether it's time, money, energy, into me to show me. And also I, I kind of feel like I get a lot of self-worth from working hard. If I'm not being productive, mm. I'll probably feel quite crap about myself. Like that's <laughs> normally a thing with Capricorns. Like if I'm not working hard, I feel like crap. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I like Venus in Taurus. It's a very artistic placement. Very good with like, I would say cooking and things like this. Like, oh, the way to Venus, like if my mom's upset, food, I'm telling you now, you lot get over it with food. Buy them food, let them eat, watch them calm down. We are thinking about our meals next week. Like, I'm not even joking. Are you like, serious? Like, that's how much we love food. <laughs> we need to make sure that what we have in the fridge is what's going to cook the exact meal that we want. Like dining out, it's just like chef kiss. Like we love food. Food is pleasure to us. And I was also going to say back to your Venus and Capricorn though, the shadow side of that placement is attaching your self-worth in your productivity rate. You're right. That is one thing that does crop up. So, you know, I have to say it. I have You're to say right. it. I You're think right. Ways. So sometimes when I'm not working, I feel like, I should be working. Do you see what I mean? I should be mm. doing something. It's that, yeah, it's like finding that you always deserve ease and rest and joy, right? And balancing that with work. So yeah, that work-life balance, it takes time to integrate, but um, being some caps, you could definitely get there for sure. Hmm. I'm just thinking, I want to know how you've impacted others with astrology so what type of what do your reviews say when people yeah. come to you and what type of impressions do they have because I, I don't think people understand people will be like oh I'll give you my time of birth look at my chart right now I feel like astrologers have to prepare for the reading and yeah. it can take hours, hours. it takes hours yeah. so when you're when you're in a reading what type of reactions do you get from these like newbies yeah oh my god all types babe all types um do definitely how huh? sorry do people, do people cry I've had that before yeah I've had that before because it's a very personal space and it's like you have to hold space for people be a container for people to just be as they are in whatever form they come in but um yeah I get that I get absolutely just shocked I get like like freeze moment reactions where they're just like oh my god like you know so much of who I am but essentially like the 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 common denominator of what I get is that you've made me understand myself to the soul level and I think that's very very powerful because you know it helps show others that it's okay to walk in your authentic truths and you know the more you understand your birth chart the more you tap into what that truly means for you. Um, 
And yeah, I think that's just, it, it makes my heart just smile and just makes me melt. And that humanness is just like everything for me. It's so rewarding, which is why I see this as, as a lifetime thing. So, yeah. I do feel like um, it's possible for people you know, if you don't really know what your vocation is or you feel quite lost, I do feel like astrology can kind of help you yes. find the answers. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, babe. Yeah. It so makes when you look in your own chart, what does yeah. your vocation say? Is there signs in your chart that you're meant to be an astrologer? Yeah. So my Midhaven Sagittarius, babe. So, you know, teacher. As well. Yes. That teaching of higher knowledge philosophy um and I would definitely say I'm on track but also teaching to an audience um and I definitely feel like that will be on my path at some point um but I also have my north node in Scorpio in the eighth conjunct Pluto in the eighth house so it's definitely about really experiencing the raw side of life but the eighth house is the house of a cult and astrology falls under that occult esoteric practice so yeah are you into I'll... lots of like esoteric mm. things like are you into tarot or yeah I do love tarot yes I get my tarot readings done I have great friends who are just phenomenal at tarot um I read esoteric texts and I just find it so fascinating. It just opens life in so many different ways. Um, and really side note, have you watched um, a Netflix show called Behind Her Eyes? I had to tell everyone in my group chat, you need to watch this because I needed someone to talk to about it. My mind was blown. You know, I kept having to pause it to scream and like swear. I was rattled. I couldn't sleep at night. It took me about a week to get over. What and I you're Pisces, so you're very, you absorb everything. Yeah. You absorb everything. I love the yeah. astral projection vibes. I was anything mystical that was like that. Yeah, I was really shocked that they put that in. Oh, and Netflix. the only reason why I mentioned that is because astral projection, for me, that's an esoteric study. That's occult knowledge. Have you done it? Have you, done, have you astral projected before? I feel like I have, but not knowingly. Yeah, but there's definitely a certain level you could get where you can absolutely control it and it just becomes a skill. Um, but I, as I always say to people, spirituality, there's levels, <laughs> but you just have to, you know, whatever you go into, you have to be ready for it. Don't rush the process when it comes to all of these things. Kind of like lucid um, dreaming in a way, because I lucid dream very, very well. And I did a past life regression in February and it felt like a lucid dream. It was very bizarre, but everything felt real. She was like, there's a cloud that's floating down and it just, everything like the mud and the rainwater that I saw in the mud, it was like, I, it was visually there and mm. I was there. Mm. Um, I love dreaming anyway, I'm a Pisces. Like I'm very much in, into that. I have loads and loads of different types of dreams sometimes reoccurring, going back to the same place, different people will pop up. What would you call the dream world? Is that sixth dimension, fifth dimension? Oh my God. I what don't realm even, of reality is that? I don't even know what dimension it is, but also, all I know is that it's definitely another plane of reality. It's just as real as this 3D dimension. And because you have Pisces or Pisces sun, I have so much Pisces. Anyone who has any water sign placement, you're going to know that very, very well and very, very fast. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. It's exciting uh, though. Have you, are you into like different meditations and stuff with the esoteric? Because yeah. I just did, what I didn't understand in the, um, what's it called? In the program behind her eyes is you can't teach astral projection that fast I think it's impossible oh the word of impossible though it's my moon in Aquarius I don't think anything's impossible I think de depending on the level you vibrate at the level of gifts that you have from past life or natural gifts sometimes it could just take one moment to unlock something you just don't know not that it's happened to me but I I it could happen because they count your fingers yeah 
that's it I remember that and the thing is though I have you ever experienced oh my gosh what's it called sleep paralysis yes I've had that beginning of astral projection isn't it that is I've heard that I've heard that Mm. that's absolutely frightening like experiencing that you know um I've only had that a couple times in my life I've had it yeah I remember the first time I got it I must have been like 16 17 and I was like I feel sometimes I'm not even not even joking sometimes I'll be sleeping but it's like my eyes are open and mm. I can like see because I like I can't explain it. I can like see <laughs> my room mm. but I'm sleeping in the same position but like it's like my eyes are open do you ever get that no but I'm not asking it's like I can see do you not ever do that I do it all the time oh my how do you do that no it's weird but I don't like this that's I haven't had sleep paralysis I would say I haven't had it for a while but often it's like I can see but I can't move do you see what I mean it's like I'm awake but I can't move and it's like uh, do you know what I mean yeah 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 and I always have I've never told anyone this I always have this fear that someone is trying to come into my room when it happens that's so bizarre I don't know why it's like someone is trying to come in and I'm like no one's trying to do that I can't (laughs) move it's very it's uncomfortable I think I don't yeah. think I'd be too scared to like astral project and, and leave my body, but these are very like ancient shamanistic um, practices from all different cultures all around the world, astral projection. Um, I know that, you know, in the behind, behind her, I spoiler alert, sorry if anyone hasn't seen it, you know that he jumps into her body. Do you oh, think yeah. it's possible for another soul to jump into your body whilst you're astral projecting? All I'm saying is if entity attachment is real, there is so many things that can absolutely be real in this world. (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone ever come to you with like entity attachment? Um, As in like they've said, oh, I have this entity attached to me kind of thing. No, no, Um, no, but no one's really uh, aware of it. No one's really aware of it. Not unless you're quote unquote tapped in. A lot of people aren't aware. What, that they've but got only, on them? Yeah, I don't know. They're not aware. Only seers, you know, seers um, who have sight or their third eye open can see or feel that entity attachment. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, like it's very, 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 very deep and very real um, mm-hmm. as well. But I, I suggest people go and look. I might try and find someone to have on my podcast that talks about that type of stuff because I love anything freaky deaky I'm into it um yeah I'm thinking you would need a priest I I used to I have I had a a friend at uni from the Hausa tribe in Nigeria we're still friends now and she used to tell me all of these I feel like everything mad happens back home in the village do you see what I'm saying Mm. like I feel like they're more spiritually aware of stuff it's the same with my Asian friends as well. They're always telling me like mad stories about different like yeah. crazy spiritual things right. happening that just don't seem to really happen in the West. No. But she because was- we're boxed in. We're confined. We're boxed in more. Do you, you think? Know? Like conditioning wise, I feel like we're programmed heavily in the West. Yeah. By the matrix but anyway she used to tell me all of these mad stories of like girls at her boarding school getting possessed and stuff you know what I mean and running around and I used to I loved it I loved it it was so interesting yeah like then you could pass Mm -hmm. on that that Mm. spirit through sex I know that sounds extra but if you're tapped in you understand what I'm saying yeah Can, can negative energy transfer to someone if you sleep with them do you I I believe that I definitely believe that like sexual energy is so raw and so powerful and it's that raw energy it's the void it's that zero point energy is sexual energy and because of that there absolutely can be transference of all types of energies negative positive whatever you whatever energy signature it is but sexual energy is powerful and potent for sure um and i'm seeing more and more people discuss that on twitter though sex magic sex I magic about sex magic <laughs> yeah sex magic sexual energy i think more people are realizing 
how powerful we are as humans. I got given an Alistair Crowley book when I was like 19. Wow. Um, by one of my housemates because I was very much into like astrology then and I was very scared to like look into it but he has done a lot of stuff on astrology but he just has like a bad name because of some of his practices, worshiping practices like conjuring up certain entities and do as thy will magic basically yeah chaos magic in a way chaos magic. Chaos yeah magic. yeah magic with a k it's interesting i'm open-minded into reading what people have said because he did a lot on um tarot and astrology mm. like loads of writings on that i think he was a pisces moon i can't remember where his son was that's fascinating please go look at his chart right now please yeah. please look at it. i know there's a pisces moon but i can't remember where the sun was and i don't want to say it was in capricorn but you know what with figures like Alistair Crowley because they're so in the occult I'm very suspicious whether their birth dates are accurate mm. I'm just like side-eyeing that but it does it does show he's a moon Pisces Sun Libra Mercury Scorpio Jupiter Scorpio very interesting North Node Aries he's got quite a bit of Mars Lilith Scorpio hmm I just need to close my window because it's annoying me. One second. Yeah. The way that you're sucked into his chart, the way you're looking at it. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. If it's true, uh, that moon Pisces is definitely potent of manifesting and understanding that there's more than what we could see. So he was destined to follow the occult route, whatever route that was going to lead him down. To be sure. honest, I'm not going to say people are stupid for not seeing beyond the matrix, but I think to myself, how could you think that this is all that, that is and that this is just an accident and we're just here by mistake? Because when you look into nature and certain patterns with the Fibonacci sequence, somebody designed the universe because- Nature geometry. Yeah, I have a Merkaba around my neck that I, I wear. <laughs> That's beautiful. I went to like some spiritual woman, this was like two years ago, and she was like, she was just reading me to filth. You know, when they're just, they sit there and they're writing and they're looking at you. Oh and she God. was, she just knew like everything um, about me. I think she was Muslim as well. So she was like, you need to say this prayer in Arabic. You need to do this. She was like, you need to really get into practicing like Merkaba. And I know it's a form of, I think it's a form of yoga and a meditation as well. It's to do with like, I don't want to say Kundalini rising, but there's like, a, you have to, it's a certain breathing technique you have to get into to do. And the Merkaba, I think it's, it's before Christ, but it's Jewish mysticism. And it's to do with like the light body or the chariot of light that mm -hmm. is like, everyone has their own and it's very like protective. It's like some sort of tree of life. Tree of life. Tree like the Kabbalah almost. It is, it is. Tree of life, but it's, um, in sacred geometry form mm. so it's the same the same thing but I love it I love my Merkaba I've given like all of my family wear them now oh I love that you know, I've only ever had a rose quartz one I oh. think maybe change it pardon oh, oh so your one right now is rose quartz I've had about six okay. or seven in the past two do years lose them or do you give them away um sometimes like I was bouncing on the trampoline with my younger sister and we were doing like belly flops or whatever it is and then just a piece of the what's it eight pointed star just like cracked off um last month beginning of last month mine just fell off my neck at night so I know when you when it they always say like if a crystal falls off or it disappears then it's you don't need it anymore yeah. Um, but I'm just trying to work out. I don't want an amethyst stone. I know that's like my birthstone, but I'm not really. Why? Why? Why is amethyst. that? Why is that? I don't want to be like. I don't want to see dead people, huh? <laughs> not me. <laughs> I've never heard anyone have those experiences, but amethyst is a very powerful crystal. Very powerful crystal. Yes. I'd rather yeah. have me some odd obsidian or something like that, so I can rebuke yeah. demons. 
Yeah, obsidian is like my go-to protective crystal. Um, I love rose quartz. Um, I love opalite. I'm wearing an opalite um, pendant. Okay. Like dreams um, and just calm energy because with all that Pisces energy, babe, I need the calm always. I need to be in a state of meditation always. Um, but yeah, those are my favorites. There's so many different types of crystals. I've yet to explore the whole range of of the beauty of their powers and gifts but yeah do you know what kills me people were looking yeah. at Ted Bundy's chart last week on Twitter and they were like how is he's not attractive like I, think I saw that what was his placement did he have Leo or something he just had like placements where it's like magnetism and like he's got a lot of Sagittarius I think he's got a Sag stellium there but I'm not sure where it was I don't find Sagittarius is hot as soon as I see Sagittarius I run Running away. Even if you don't find them hot, do you see that they get noticed? Even if it's just on that basic level? Yeah, because they've got big dick energy. Bingo. <laughs> but I'm just like, eh. You know what I mean? It's opposite Gemini. I don't like... I'm, all right. I'm not going to say I don't like Gemini's because one of my best friends has moon in Gemini and a okay. rising in Gemini, but she's a cancer sun. Oh. Okay. And she makes me laugh like no other. Like, I love she's loyal... <laughs> I think Gemini moon and Gemini placements in women are nicer <laughs> than in the men. Cause I just find with the men, a bit cheaterish, bit whorish. That's a whorish placement. Sorry. <laughs> you are coming for them today. That is hilarious. Look, that Gemini be like, what Gemini broke your heart? People get very upset when you slate their sign, but I don't care. You know, Gemini and Scorpio, they always catch the most heat and I'm always fascinated. They always catch the most heat. Mm. Um, we know why yeah. though, we know why. As a moon in Scorpio, I know what we can do to upset people. If we feel hurt, we're gonna hurt you. And that's that's why we've got a bad it's reputation. It's the thing, the Scorpion, the sting is the Scorpio for sure. But um, yeah, it's having a- Being evolved as well. You can get someone that's just not evolved. And I think that's often the times that people have run into that Scorpio that's very low level. Um, that's the snake, isn't it? Yeah. I think that one, yeah. They're slithering yeah. on their belly, ready to strike. And then you've got the phoenix, which is the higher... Higher. The higher. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to understand that we all have evolved parts, quote unquote, unevolved parts, but parts we just need to love upon and understanding that it's just a part of who we are, a part of our nature, because we are primal humans, you know, um, and that's fundamental to know for sure. Have you ever dated a Scorpio? No, not a sun, Venus, yes. Do you like that? Do you like Venus and Scorpio? Intensity, yeah, because with all the Scorpio in my chart, I have to have that level of merging taking place. And you know, Scorpios are all about merging. What's, the, what's the, the sign that you don't really like in a man? I don't like Pisces men either. I find them to, I like, I've got a, a Mars in Leo and I have a Jupiter in Sag. So I'm looking for a fiery man. I like a man that just stands out and just tells me what to do, puts me in my place and is just confident. So Pisces very dominant. Are a bit wimpy. So you need that dominance. And I like a dominant man, very masculine, you know. Mm. Okay. I would say the most compatible I would say is people who have like men who have like Jupiter signatures so like Sag signatures that optimism someone who can absolutely teach me about things and has a a, a world view that is open and not boxed in I well, think that's all in the 10th house doesn't it so yes right exactly so that I love Aquarius as well moon and Aquarius um, but yeah, so many different signs can bring up different parts of you, but that Jupiter is definitely that element is there. You like cancer placements, men with cancer placements? Yeah, yeah, cancer's very soft, it's very nurturing. Um, Mars and cancer is very nice. Um, and family is so important to them. Yeah. Especially the Capricorn as well, I found. I know it's their po polar opposites, but I found Capricorns and Cancers to be very, very big family people with those placements. They take care of their family unit, you know, they're protected. The only thing I would say about Mars in Cancer is the passive aggressive I can't stand. Me being Mars in Leo, let's just have it out. Come, say it to my face, let's go. Do you see what I mean? But with the Mars in Cancer, it's like, 
they're angry with you and they're not gonna say it and it just brews and it brews and it never gets sorted I just want to like release that energy and move on do you see what I mean yeah I see what you mean that that Mars cancer yeah that's the shadow definitely but you know it's about just communication and like you know just be honest and be real that's all it takes (laughs) let me think I like I feel like I'm more compatible with people with Mars in other fire signs Mm. Mars in other fire signs or even like a Mars in an air sign would um would do me I'll never have Mars in Gemini again Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) because Gemini falls in my 12th house doesn't it so um 12th house is very murky house we've had that conversation yeah, before, like, very yeah. murky it's a house. Very interesting house we definitely need like a part two of this because um we could go into it for sure there's a lot <laughs> more I want to ask you about obviously there is mm. there is so 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 much more I want to <laughs> ask you about <laughs> transits and pregnancy new jobs yeah. home moves that type of thing um by the way I just want to say you can't see when someone's going to die in their chart because I feel like that's often what people are afraid of when they're like coming for a reading I don't feel like any good reader no. would tell you something like that no 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 absolutely not and one of my favorite astrologers Stephen Forrest um his book called Book of Water he even mentioned um that that yeah I think I did yeah um yeah just no stay away from those type of readings I would say and yeah just live in the present moment because that's all we have (laughs) where can people find you what's your website your Instagram come through so Instagram it's the astrology vixen and my website is the astrologyvixen.com um, but yeah, those are the two platforms you can reach me on. And of course, if you've got any questions for me, let me know. I'm more than happy to discuss them. Listening, please tune in next week, Monday, for a new guest and a new exciting topic. Feel free to check out more of my content at ebbyonline.com. <laughs>